Gorgeous humans, I have Dane with me here today. We are touching on a subject, probably the most important subject, how to effectively communicate in a loving relationship. We both have our own journeys to pull from. You're going to want to hear this one. Join me. Human Better 365, the only podcast that will create undeniable results in long-term growth, regain control of your time, get organized, and prepare for the future, all while having a life full of purpose. Because managing your time means managing your life. And now your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Hola, hola. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. I have Dane here with me again. We are talking about relationships. We're trying really hard to make it so Wednesdays is relationship day. Which works out perfect. Because Wednesday's always been our family dinner day. So we take everybody in the house and uh, gather them at the table and then play ping pong or do something every Wednesday. So yeah. we've been doing that for a long time anyway. Yeah. What did we do today? We got some errands ran. We ran some errands. I got my eyes checked. And they actually haven't changed much. They're at, uh, they're only negative 0.25 worse than they were over three years. Nice. They've only changed. I know, that's actually really good. So. And then we then ate. we went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We went out to dinner, did some some shopping, some window shopping for the 16-year or 16-year-old. And then uh, here we are. Yeah. Well, we, read the, we rode the unicycle. Oh, and we rode the unicycle. Well, Eli rode the unicycle like a champ. Ripping up and down the road. It was very, 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 very impressive. We're so proud of him. He's doing really good. So anyways, um, Facebook. We are also recording a podcast right now. So we're recording the audio. And we're also recording a video right above you. So you're going to notice our eyes. Shifty eyes. Yeah. Our eyes are going to be predominantly up here. Uh, but we will shift down every once in a while. But we wanted to give you guys the information live. Um, because you're our friends. So we kind of let you guys have, want you guys to have the information ASAP. So today we are talking about effectively communicating. Yeah. Yeah. See, he knew to say that. Let's do it. Yeah. That was so good, love. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start the podcast. I already started this recording and we're going to get right to it. So here we go. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today on this gorgeous Wednesday day? So I have Mr. Dane Walters here with me. Hola, hola. Glad to be here. Yes. Um, We are here today to talk about relationships and communicating effectively. So we all know that there are effective ways of arguing. Mm Mm-hmm. But Dane and I try really hard to uh, stay positive. So we want to talk about how to communicate effectively, uh, even when things are going good. It's not always when things are going bad that you have to worry about communicating effectively. It's also when things are going good. Yep. So I kind of wanted to start out, a lot of you guys don't know this about us, but um, Dane and I are both empaths. So, if maybe Dane wants to maybe explain that a little bit and what that means. Well, I actually didn't know what it meant until you taught me, so. 
<laughs> I'm going to try to restate what you told me, okay. which is, I'm always wanting to be the good guy, and... So am I. When I'm not, I'm not happy about that. So we uh, we had to battle in the beginning to figure that one out, mm -hmm. especially when argue, not arguing, but yeah, arguing, I guess, even, um, or just communicating. It was important that we both felt heard, but we both had uh, similar similar conflicts in the beginning mm -hmm. with communication. Mm -hmm. So empaths in general feel a lot more, I feel, as if than the general population. Um, so there's, I think, five different ways that people communicate. They talk about how they feel. Um, they talk about what they see. They talk about how something tastes, um, smells, um, actual touch, sounds. Yep. Yeah. So Dane and I communicate both uh, with feel. So we feel a lot. We get offended very easily. Um, Getting we, better at that. We read into tones a lot um, more detailed than I feel. Tonality like plays a lot. Normal people or like healthy people do. <laughs> um, so um, any sort of tone tonality that is a little harsher, a little rougher, or a little less. Um, words that are used offend us a lot more easier, I think, than in than possibly a normal person. Uh, so anyways, this was really hard for us when we first got together because we're used to being with partners that don't feel. So not only were our... Um, or feel differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so not only were we not used to having to watch our own words, because when you're with somebody who doesn't feel that much, you can actually kind of say things the other person, it doesn't bother the other person as much. Uh, so uh, we were used to always having to be defensive about our own feelings all the time. So not when we got together, not only did we have to worry about defending our own feelings, but we also had to worry about defending the other person's feelings, which we weren't used to. Yeah, it was a little tough. In the beginning, it was almost like walking on eggshells or something because you didn't want to, you know, you're, you're, I was kind of uh, programmed to say certain things a certain way because I've done it for so many years. But saying out loud, hey, where are the keys? I didn't know that you know, we weren't communicating all of our feelings in the beginning because there were certain triggers and whatnot that would come up. Um, and we'll talk about that. But yeah. it's so important that you communicate so you know what they are and you can continue to do those things. Exactly, exactly. So um, that was a huge hurdle that we had to work through. So because we had to work over that, um, I feel over the last few years that we um, have become really, really good at communicating because we have to really communicate our intent and our boundaries and um, our expectations a lot more. Yep. And what we've come to realize, and we have a lot of aha moments, is the skills that we are learning to acquire because of who we are um, would actually benefit a lot of people if they chose to communicate the way that we are trying to communicate. So we thought that it would be a good idea to kind of share some of the stuff that we do and all that with you guys. Good, good. Let's dive in. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is communicating clearly even when you're happy. So... I don't know about Dane, but um, in my past relationships, there was always a lot more communicating or talking about feelings that needed to be done 
when I was upset or sad or feeling bad. And one of the things that we've gotten really good at is really heavily communicating also when we are really, really happy with each other. Mm -hmm. So much so that we'll actually just be talking about what we're, you know, what we're grateful for and both just being freaking tears. It's the craziest thing. And I don't know where it comes from. I've never ever happened before ever. Um, but maybe with my, you know, maybe there's a few stories, but it's very new and, uh, it's just, uh, I want to share it, and I think that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So one of the things that we um, work on is complimenting each other. So if we like how someone's dressed, or we like that someone cooked dinner, or did the dishes, we do a really good job of making sure that we compliment or notice uh, verbally that they did that. Can you think of any stories? I would agree. Uh, well, you do it all the time. Thank you for filling up the car. Thank you for doing the dishes or telling Eli to do the dishes or anything that helps out around the house. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, back to our love language conversation we had earlier but about you know, acts of service being so huge. If I didn't know that, if we didn't communicate that, I would have no idea of knowing that that's where I should be focusing sometimes. So, um, yeah. 100%. Um, I think just the, the regular examples we have every day of the, you know, this kind of our routine is to just thank each other and catch each other doing things that we like and, and voicing it so we're reassuring that they understand and kind of reinforcing the behavior. Exactly. Um, setting expectations is one that I've become really good at. Um, and I feel as if, I don't know if you even needed help with that, but I feel like I needed help with that. Setting, what, do you, what do you mean? Setting boundaries, setting expectations on um, what I was expecting throughout the day. So, um, like, one of the things that I have had trouble with is asking Dane to do things. So, I feel uncomfortable because of past relationships. I forgot about that. Expect, um, expecting. Um, asking, like, for instance, like, as a woman... You there's so much to do. You there's the kids. There's work. There's um, household chores. There's dinner. There's keeping healthy, working out. There's so much stuff that is, you know, an obligation or required for a woman to do. And sometimes it gets really, really overwhelming. And you know, one of the first things when Dane and I first started seeing each other, he would say, "Well, just tell me what to do. Right. Um, just send me a text and just let me know what you want to do, what you want me to do." And this was really difficult for me. I felt um, kind of like I was like a mom figure almost. Like this is really, this is my son, and this is what I want you to do for your chores today. It just felt really weird. Uh, but as time has gone along it's actually become more of an expectation of, you know, this is what's required of me in order to make sure that um, I feel fulfilled as a person and then also be able to put the expectation on him as to what I need from him in order to feel loved, in order to feel not stressed, in order to be in a good mood when he gets home. I love that because I actually, I'm not used to that. I'm used to... It kind of building up, probably no fault of, I mean, probably all, all the fault of my own, but at any rate, the communication didn't happen in maybe my past uh, relationships, and it would be like, you, you're not ever cooking, you're not doing the dishes, you're not sweeping, you're not mopping, the things that need to be done, and then as a mom, 
and a wife and a partner, you have all these other things you're juggling, and you just take on more and more and more. And next thing you know, you've got no time to do the things that make you great. Um, and it's so unfortunate if we don't communicate that. I actually noticed, we noticed, you noticed, why is it your duty to make dinner every night? Like, when did that become part of the deal? Mm -hmm. And so, like tonight, Eli picked what we were going to eat and helped with dinner, um, our 16-year-old. And, and then now we're making meals because why should it be, you know, why do we default to certain things? It's just because we saw it. It's part of our conditioning or our environment. Um, you know, Sabrina and I talk about nurture versus nature not a lot, and that's a whole other subject. But communicating that before you're upset about it has been so advantageous. Yeah. And what about to communicating when you're in that situation and you're the woman or the man and or the brother or the son or whatever, um, you're you're almost like setting yourself up for failure if you're not communicating that you're upset before it's a big deal, I think. What do you mean? Like you could have waited and, t and felt overwhelmed and then been upset and said, you guys don't do anything and blown this huge thing. And we would have thought, where's this coming from? This is crazy. Yeah. So when when things come up, you just share them and spread the uh, responsibility or delegate. And it takes a whole bunch of weight off, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other thing would be uh, respect for each other's time. So Dane and I are both super busy. Uh, between, you know, him working his regular job, trying to build a business, we have, you know, Human Better 365, you guys that are counting on us for information, we do our group sessions, we do our one-on-ones, um, we have our online programs that we're creating, and then, you know, me doing my side businesses as far as, you know, reselling, I have Jacket Junkie, my nonprofit that's going up, there's so much going on all the time. Yep. And uh, we have had to get really good at setting expectations as far as time goes. So, you know, Human Better 365 has a 90-day planner that we actually provide to our clients. And uh, we use that exact same planner ourselves in order to make sure that we're planning our days. And we communicate very well as far as like, hey, what exactly is going on tomorrow? That way we can make sure that we have um, a section of time that we can spend together, a section of time where we can work on our, our business, you know, the, the, uh, the money, the wealth that's coming into our family, a section of time for health and fitness where we can work out and feel as if we're feeling good throughout uh, our lives. And then, you know, a section of time for the family or joy, joy yep. and, um, you know, all of that stuff. So... Uh, setting expectations in our world as far as what we're expect you know what we're expecting the other person to be and what we're expecting them to do and when we're getting together you know for our relationship time. Yep. Yeah. And you use the planner. You want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's back to the topic, which is communicating effectively. So much of the time, stuff will change in my day or what have you, and uh, it's only through us recalibrating our schedules that we actually stay stay in the know and I guess stay, uh, keep our, keep our, uh, schedules, I guess, coordinated, mm -hmm. um, is through communicating, you know, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, so forth. So back to communication. How do we do that? 100%. So, um, consideration for each other's differences. We have a lot of differences. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot. That's, that makes us who we are. So. <laughs> what are they? 
Uh, it could be maybe religious, political, um, opinions, different, different uh, perceptions on things. And I think we do a good job at appreciating the other person's opinion and their, their, how they view it uh, and not belittle each other's opinions mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to those different topics. Being allowed to express what they are and they may be different, which we do have some that are different. But that's okay, right? We celebrate our differences. I feel like we have a lot that are different. Yeah, and I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, and we kind of just uh, go with the flow. We don't have to feel as if, you know, Dane said something really uh, awesome today when we were doing the research for this and, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what topics we wanted to bring up. He was talking about how it's so great to be in a relationship where you feel as if you can communicate clearly, um, openly, with no hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. Took have, some work. Have you had that before? Yeah. What I mean, what relationship did you have that before in? Uh, I was married for almost a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. And we struggled with communicating certain things that were uncomfortable. Okay. I think that was a, a big, big thing. Um, that Remember when we started communicating on Sundays mm -hmm. for our weekly download where we talk about finances, um accounts payable, receivable, all that stuff, mm -hmm. and go over num weekly numbers. Mm -hmm. That was always scary for me. If, if I heard, meet me in the office, we need to talk about the books, or we need to talk about money, it was like, oh no, it means something bad's happening, or we, you know. Mm -hmm. So right, you remember this, mm -hmm. right away I was like, oh geez, she's, you know, we're going to get into financials, and it was very scary, because that was, I mean, literally my blood pressure went up, I felt hot and sweaty, and uh, stomach was like icky feeling. Um, so it's so important that we keep that up, but also we tell you guys our successes in case you can emulate what we've learned from different books and research. Uh, is that that communicating at the end of the week, weekly download, uh, and to go over everything, even the stuff you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And feeling as if you can speak openly about anything yeah. that happened throughout the week. Anything that was said, anything that was uncomfortable, um, anything that you're dealing with mentally, emotionally, whether it's with work or with friends or with family, um, and feeling as if there's not going to be any judgment, no judgment zone. So I'm going to say to you, appreciate you for bringing that because I didn't have that skill before I met you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You're so oh, sweet. Wow. Ah. So. <laughs> That's a skill that I've developed. I wish I knew it my whole life, but is at the end of the day, speaking of downloads, is saying, hey, I really liked how you interacted with Eli on this particular conversation, or I really liked how you um, did or didn't do something at the end of the day. That's like a normal thing we do. I don't even realize it. Actually, we were trying to come up with examples, and not to be braggadocious, but just to put it out there, of conflicts with communication that we've had and I literally couldn't think of any. Yeah. Like, one of and us. I was thinking to myself, surely I know we've had a ton. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't find them in my inventory. Like yeah. I'm not holding on to them and I can't use them. Which could be positive, I hope. I don't know. But I think it's interesting because I used to always have those examples. And then what do you do if once you do? What if we wake up ten years from now and we all of a sudden have a bunch of examples? Mm -hmm. I think at that point it's a different story. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know that I want to get to that place, but communicating effectively 
like I say, I don't have negative inventory because we just talk about it and then mm -hmm. it's squashed. Exactly. Squashed completely. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that with your um, analogy with the teapot and me? Well, that analogy is more so like if you're upset. Yeah, I know, but that's what you were just like talking maybe about. I, maybe my tonality or my approach or what's the word that I sometimes say? Or the, I say why or how yeah, or why? why. I'll ask why. Why did you do that or why are you doing that? And it comes off... Like I'm in, like I'm interrogating, interrogating or accusatory. Um, so back to what we were saying, though. I just have to remember what. What do I have to remember? I don't know. I don't know what you're getting. What are you asking me? Ask me again. Restate the question. Oh, the teapot. So you're, you had a really you're good upset. Analogy. You're upset because of my tonality. That's what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be like, not upset. Mm -hmm. Like within five minutes or something. Mm -hmm. Like why are you upset? We talked sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Can that happen? Yeah. Um, and how do you get your partner to change, or the person in your relationship, a friend, brother, whatever, to meet you at the same point? You know? Yeah. In other words, if, if maybe you're communicating it in your tonality, it's appropriate for your tonality to be like, why are you late? Mm -hmm. Or accusatory or strong like that. Um, we both feel as if that's not acceptable. So, what about if you're already in a relationship where you're already doing that? It's hard to bust out of that. Or to have this, you know, this other person might not be watching what we're speaking about, might not have the same mindset. Mm -hmm. I think part of communicating too is, with us, is when we learn something or listen to a TED Talk or we, we really see something that makes us go, aha, we share it with the other person so that we're both using the same communication totally. styles and we're both getting like the same tools to yeah. work on the same project together. One person isn't showing up fully loaded with a bunch of stuff and vice versa. So if, she, if you see a really great communication style or something, you share it with me and we're both on the same page. Mm -hmm. Or if something's not acceptable, you bring it to me. You feel safe enough to say, hey, I don't like how this is. Can we adjust it? And we do. Yeah. What about if the person isn't in the right mental space to accept doing something a little bit differently? Yeah, that's tough. Because there's individuals who are, who are like that. There's, there's spouses who... One person is really into self-development and they're really trying to better themselves and move forward and the other one's just kind of complacent watching reality TV and eating Cheetos with a can of Coke. Yeah, that's tough. Sometimes, you, sometimes I don't know because I haven't really had to do that, but I've been told that sometimes just leading by example, yeah, being the more that's positive, better one, um, the other one will sometimes link on. Yeah. I tend to agree with that. Anyway, I just I just think that's important. Yeah, no, I agree. What else? Um, what about uh, belittling someone's opinion or ideas? Give an example. That one kind of goes along with um, being able to speak clearly your opinion without feeling like the other person's gonna jump all over you. Kind of goes hand in hand with that. Mhm. Mm not be. So opinions are what they are. Mhm. Mm and feelings are not right or wrong so I think we've had conversations where I feel like you should feel a certain way about something and you don't mm -hmm. and I just I have to accept that and vice versa yeah but that's I don't know I mean I forget what it's like to have to guard your words so much mm -hmm. um, but I, I agree that, that that needs to be talked about yeah so give an example of how we do that or how a person can do that um I can't think of one. Like somebody belittling somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe... What do you mean you're going to vote for whoever? Why would you vote for whoever? 
how could you see it that way? You know, that's your opinion. You can talk about it, but I shouldn't belittle you for your opinion. Good point. Well, there you go. That was a good one. So, realizing that everyone has their, you know, one of my main sayings that Dane, Dane laughs at a lot is the fact that um, I always say I do whatever I want. You know, he, uh, it's like a joke now with our relationship, but if you kind of have that mentality of your, you can do whatever you want and your spouse can do whatever they want, you know, it kind of... It's empowering. Yeah, it kind of like lessens makes it less abrasive of a relationship when you come to the realization that you're your own person and you have the ability and the freedom to say and do and speak freely as a human being um you know within the confines of your of your relationship and you should be free to be able to do that i agree yeah i really appreciate that um not letting stuff build up talking things out using the right tone Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about that already. Communi uh, communicate your goals clearly. That was yours. How about when we communicate? How about when you communicate? Talk about people. We have people in our lives that we work with daily, mm -hmm. who we talk about some of their listening styles or lack thereof, mm -hmm. with like the phone and the balancing of the phone and the conversation and mm -hmm. all that. Oh, that's a good one. So yeah, that's part a good of one. our communication comes from being present in the communication. Yeah. Not thinking about what do I need to do or on my phone or TV on in the background. We talk without those distractions. Yeah. That used to be a hassle to me in past relationships, but I actually look forward to it now. I don't know if I've changed. Wait, what do you mean? Explain that. I would just be like, get to the point. I want to do whatever. I want to watch whatever. I want to do whatever. But I, it's neat to be on a different path where that's not the case. I look forward to talking about what your day was like or what the day is going to be like tomorrow or how you're feeling about a certain situation. Got it. So this is new for me, actually. Versus being super short? Versus, like, hurry up and communicate because I want to be doing something else. I don't oh, like, to... hurry up and get to the point of yeah, your feeling. right. Versus, oh, that's interesting. Where do you think that came from? Was that me leading by example? That was you leading by example. I also think it's me learning... Reading, educating myself on that. I don't have to solve problems. I can just listen. That's a thing. Yeah. Because that, that causes conflict with us sometimes. That does, yeah. Do you want to explain that? Well, you'll, you'll bring up a story. You had a horrific working situation. Mm -hmm. You'd come home and be like, you wouldn't believe what happened. I'd be like, what? That is unacceptable. You need to leave. Like, what are you talking about? You need to fire that client. Um, and you would get upset you were mm -hmm. like why are you trying what i just wanted you to listen i didn't want you to fix. what's yeah i didn't want you to fix like the, what's the, the example we had with the lady had like the nail in her head she's like i have a headache and the guy's like you got a nail in your head you have a headache she's like well, you're not listening you don't understand do you remember that mm -hmm. and he's like just just listen to me he's like i understand how you how you must feel and then she's like thank you you get it like mm -hmm. you know it was it's that type of thing where just listen understand and i wish we could find that video mm -hmm. but that's what I think of when I think about that. Yeah, that makes sense. You used to get so upset because you just wanted me to listen. You were, And I wasn't really, I never had an example. I couldn't really be empathetic about the situation because it was so, like, crazy. But um, that came up quite a bit. So that's another one. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. That kind of goes along with um, avoid mind reading. Yeah. So kind of the opposite of that, though. So instead of trying to overanalyze everything... 
or underanalyze. Well, that still goes with overanalyzing. So, you know, actually we probably had that a lot in the beginning of our relationship too because we read into each other's feelings so much. So we would think that the other one was mad or irritated because of a tone that the other one was using and we were trying to read their mind that it kind of backfired. A lot of that is self-development. A lot of that is learning yourself. I had to, You directed me to some things to read uh, that really taught me that if your tonality is what it is, that it might have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Like if you came home upset, you would be, your tonality would be crazy and I thought it was towards me, but you were just totally frustrated with the given situation of that client you were working for. Yeah. Um, that actually reminded me when we were fir when we first met, you were used to a certain type of arguing where we're talking about arguing now we weren't supposed to be going down this route, but whatever we're here. <laughs> um, this is part of not living in a box um, and being able to do whatever you want to do. That's right. Um, there was issues with your past, arguing skills where you were used to thereof. you were used to an individual when you were pouty somebody having to be like what's wrong what's wrong oh my <laughs> god i forgot about this do you remember our walks yes i'm glad you brought this up yeah do you want do you want to extend on that Ugh. we'd be walking and well why don't you i mean you're in a role um well i don't know which one you're talking about there's but plenty just in general um, you know, Dane would be upset about something that I said or did or whatever, probably for good reason. And he would get super pouty and kind of silent and kind of like wanting me to dig, to be like, what's the matter? What's the matter? Tell me what's the matter. And he was playing the whole game where you would just say, fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I knew he wasn't fine. And in past but, relationships, they would keep saying, no, what's the matter? No, what's the matter? No, what's then. the matter? And then finally, after the person begged enough, then he would be like, well, I guess it's blah, blah, blah. But what happened is I didn't play that game. So when And I got that, major confusion because <laughs> I'm like, this is some cross-wiring. Or she's not even, and I, I was thinking like, wow, she has like no empathy. She can see I'm upset. And, and I'm I told so her, I'm, I told her I'm fine. Yeah. But He's like, you're so cold-hearted. She's not trying to figure out, like, I'm obviously not. It was so childish. But I didn't even know I was doing it. Yeah. I've been doing it for 20-some years. Yeah. So. Um, but that goes back to mind reading. So I can't read his mind. He verbally said he was fine. Mm -hmm. So I went with what his words are. And that's why I think our communication that's is so That's where it started. Well. Yeah. I think that's where it started. Yeah, I agree with you. You're like, what is this? Like, how am I supposed to, you said you're fine. How am I supposed to know? I'm like, that never means I'm fine. Yeah. But fine actually means I'm fine in, in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It can mean a lot of other things. Yeah. So that's the other thing about clearly communicating, though. When you are 100% clearly communicating and then you say I'm fine, you have to actually be fine when you're communicating that. And if you hold the person to their word, to their word, it makes it a hell of a lot it easier. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And then if the person's lying, that's their own problem. Yeah. That's their own problem for not communicating correctly. And that's what I had to do with this one. That was a total rewiring. For a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is uh, ex explain that. And it was tough at first. Very tough. Um, but then he got it. 
Now I'm glad I did because it's a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Definitely easier, softer way. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, listen without being defensive. That's a big one. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Because yeah. if I was like, it's sunny outside, early on, you could be like, well, I mean, that's a bad example, but I literally could say something and it was just ridiculous how sometimes it could mean yeah, something I'm else and I didn't even think know. Of something like he I'm going to do the dishes. Well, you know, I did the dishes yeah. earlier all this week. Why are you acting like I never do the dishes? I'm like, what? I didn't say that. Yeah, it's part of being overly sensitive. But we're both the same in that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do admit that I had a lot more trouble with that. But yeah, I'd get defensive right away. That was because of a past relationship. So if you listen to this but conversation... But you communicated during that. You said, hey, I'm doing... When, like, for instance, I was like, where's the keys? You're like, I didn't lose the keys. Why are you always saying I lost the keys? And I'm like, I didn't say that. I was just asking where they are. And you communicated that was a trigger. Yeah. And we fixed it. But you you had to communicate that. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, yeah, learning to listen without being defensive. And realizing that you don't have to always answer. So if somebody comes at you with something... Um, whether it's aggressively or not aggressively, maybe you're taking it as it being aggressive, which is usually our problem or our issue, not problem, or challenge, our challenge. Um, you don't have to answer right away. You can sit on it and you can think about it and you can dwell on it before you actually give an answer. You don't have to feel as if you have to like come at them right away with an answer to their, to their request because a lot of times that's what defensiveness is, is not being able to think for a second as to what they're actually thinking what they're actually meaning uh, but if you take a second to break it down and be like wait this person isn't trying to hurt me they're not trying to be malicious they're not trying to uh, be mean to me and you kind of take a second to really dissect their question a lot of times the defense defensiveness doesn't happen that's so true at least that's the way it's worked for me i agree 100 yeah, yeah. Um, and then freely express let's talk about that though. oh yeah i mean because you said something okay and a lot of times, too, as you break it down, like you said, mm -hmm. it's not even what the original emotion is when you're communicating. So, like, for instance, when you're mad, like the example of when the typical situation where somebody doesn't come home when they say they're supposed to. Maybe they're late uh, by several hours. And you're upset. I'm so mad you're not home. I wasn't able to hang this picture because I needed a second person here to do it and all this and that. Um, but really, they're not mad. They're actually scared. They're scared that you're placing something else, like going out with the girls before them, or you're scared that you're not as significant as you were before, or that you're losing connection, maybe you feel like. All these are fears, they're not actually or fear anger. that they're having fun without you. Right, FOMO. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, if you break it down, when someone's screaming at you, why are you late, which we don't do that, but why are you late, blah, 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 it's actually fear. Mm -hmm. It's not anger. And then when you can internalize that you can approach that person differently when they're upset i can anyway yeah 100 percent. i totally agree what else i don't know i've been communicating all day so i'm exhausted ah! <laughs> um i think that's it i feel like that was a, a pretty hefty amount of uh examples there as far as how to communicate clearly it doesn't always have to be or it shouldn't only be during the negative times it needs to be even more so during the positive times because yep. that's what actually reinforces the good yep. behavior 
Um, when you're consistently pointing out to your spouse the things that they are doing good, that's creating dopamine within their mind, which means that they're going to try to get that dopamine back by doing more good things. That's right. So um, reinforce the good behavior over over analyzing the bad behavior. And this is the thing too, my friends. You have to remember that you can't take life too seriously. So, you know, my mom always used to say, and I'm sure you guys have heard this if you're married, you have to pick your battles. And if it's not really that big of a deal, if it's not really that big of a deal, um, sweep it under the rug. If you find the next day, which I've done this a few times, if you find the next day it's still bothering you, then you can bring it up. But a lot of times you can't even remember what it was the next day. And, um, you know, I know I've done that with Dane a few times where, you know, I'm like, hey, I, um, I am still really irritated about such and such subject. Um, can we please reanalyze it? And he's not always like super excited to reanalyze it, but it helps me get over it so that it isn't an issue anymore. And then we can move on. That's right. Okay. I agree. All right, well, that's pretty much it for today, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We had fun. Um, we are going to do our best, as I said, to be up and live talking about relationships every single Wednesday. We don't have an actual time stamped on that yet, um, but for sure by Thursday morning, um, the Wednesday video should be up for you guys to listen to. So those of you that are in young, flourishing, or, um, you know, a little bit of an older relationship, uh, tune in. We always have really good stuff on um, how to get through, how to make it through. And ask us, ask us or tell us if you're going through challenges. We can probably identify, or maybe we can't. Maybe you can teach us something. Yeah, and give a little bit of advice. Yes. We like to collaborate. That's right. A lot. All right, thanks for joining me here at our podcast, Human Better 365. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out my website for all my social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I am here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Take immediate action and stay in control of your life by visiting humanbetter365.com. Start to envision your best life by focusing on empowering thoughts. Personal and group coaching available. Contact us today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Take immediate action and stay in control of your life by visiting humanbetter365.com. Start to envision your best life by focusing on empowering thoughts. Personal and group coaching available. Contact us today.